How do you slowly back away from Facebook? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today, y'all left me to my own devices. I kind of warned you that if I didn't get a podcast question in my inbox, I was going to have to start rambling about something. And today, Facebook becomes that something. Specifically, how do you use it more intentionally? You know, honestly, I roll my eyes as I say it. I did a little outline of what I wanted to talk to you all about today before I got on the mic, and I really wanted to avoid this idea of using Facebook intentionally. It just sounds obnoxious to me as I say it. It looks it looks obnoxious as I have it written down in front of me, but the reality is, is that I think, you know, Facebook is kind of like, it reminds me a little bit of that frog in the boiling water. I don't know if you guys ever had that awful, it's such a bad example as I hear myself say it out loud, but I don't know if you ever learned that in science class, that frogs are like one of those um, sort of animals, at least I think it's a frog, that if you put it in like a warm pot of water and slowly turn the temperature up to boiling, it doesn't realize it's dying before the water gets too hot because you just get so acclimated and used to it over time. And I think Facebook is a little bit like that boiling pot of water. I don't think people pay attention to its effect on our lives and the way we move through the world, the way we think about ourselves, the way we relate to other people, it just seems to have a life of its own. And it's either making people crazy in their own self-criticism. They can't stay in their own lane. They're looking at what everyone else is thinking, saying, doing, or it's just making them numb out and lose out on the life around them because they're just kind of scrolling on by in this numbed out state. And I say this with full transparency. Before I was on the mic, I was on Facebook for an hour. I'm running a business course that has a private Facebook group. I was responding to messages there. I wanted to check in with my own Facebook community group. And I see the irony. I see the contradiction. And I even see the hypocrisy in the conversation I'm starting with you, given how I just spent my last hour before talking to you. But here's the thing. A couple of weeks ago, I was getting inundated with tags and messages on Facebook because of the business group that I'm running. And I realized that if I don't take Facebook off my phone, I'm always working. That I had strict boundaries. I had told course members I'm not available on the weekends. But that if I was scrolling on the weekends, if I was opening the damn app on the weekends, I was constantly being reminded of work. I was constantly being reminded that someone was waiting for a response for me, somebody needed something of me, and it just wasn't working. I felt like I wasn't unplugging and I felt like I was always working. So I took Facebook off my phone with the idea being that when I was at my computer, I'd be at work because that's typically how it goes. And that's when I would check Facebook. I had no intention or idea beyond that. I I know that some people go overboard with Facebook and it causes all kinds of problems for all kinds of people. I never really identified myself as one of those people until I realized that within the first four hours of having it off my phone, I was like agitated. 
And I didn't recognize what the deal was until I was like, why am I so like bothered by it? Why am I feeling compelled to go to the desktop right now? Part of it is habit, right? Like my body at this point is trained that in open moments of time, this is the thing you do to numb out, to chill out, to kill time when you're bored or disinterested in whatever's going on. You open up Facebook. And so I knew some of it was simply body memory. The other part of it was this idea of missing out, of not knowing what other people were doing or talking about or wondering if I was being tagged in a conversation that I wasn't responding to and then people were going to be upset with me for not responding, etc., etc. It creates a mind of its own when you let it. But it didn't take long. I don't even think it took 24 hours before I realized that without this dumb app on my phone, I was relaxing more. Not just not just like unplugging from work and getting out of work mode relaxing, but really relaxing, just feeling at peace, kind of enjoying the way I was spending my time, allowing silence to fill the empty, boring places, allowing to see if you sort of like, if I close that door, what else came about? What else was I open to? What else did I start reading? Did I like, you know, just find something else to kill time with? But I found myself better. So I didn't put the app back on my phone come Monday. And it's been a couple of weeks now. I can tell you that there were two times when it was like the hardest to unplug and feel disconnected. One, when I was traveling, my husband uh, had to go out of town for um, a licensing exam. And it felt really weird to not be like making the social announcement that I was like getting out of town or sharing the pictures of what I was doing or how I was spending my time. And then the other was Mother's Day because I knew that all the moms in my life of all the kids in my life were posting their pictures and sharing their stories and telling us how they were spending their days. And I was missing out on that. And honestly, I couldn't wait to come back home and look those pictures up when I finally got back to my desktop. But here's the thing. I can tell you that, you know, just personally for me, like Facebook is a bit of a thing, right? Like I can tell you about, um, before I got on it because I was resistant, I like called it the devil's playground before I even knew what I was doing with it. And at some point in time, like I built my business sort of around it. That's how people got to know me. So it became a way that I was able to show people who I was. I could build that know, like, and trust factor. It became an empowering, motivating part of my business. That's the main reason why I got on Facebook because I could just tell that all my other colleagues were talking about business on Facebook and I was missing out on those conversations by not, you know, being on the app or whatever. So it started out with that. And then I enjoy being able to see my friends and family who were, you know, like out of town, out of state. This was, you know, before I even moved. So it wasn't like I had 3000 miles between us. But then there's this other part, like the time in 2015 when my husband was sick for eight months and it felt like the world just went on with without us and without even thinking about us like we were just in the hospital room <laughs> it was um six surgeries and five hospitalizations and two ICU stays and i would be sitting in the damn waiting room i'd be scrolling through everyone else's life all the people who were doing things while i was kind of sitting in that waiting room and it it didn't make me feel good and it didn't make me feel connected and then there's the time when the politics get crazy 
crazy. And I am as liberal as they come. And sometimes fucking social media, oh, excuse the language. <laughs> like, but sometimes social media is like more liberal than I can even handle. And sort of itself, righteousness and judgment and anger and entitlement, like it just is a little bit much and heaven help anybody who disagrees with the moral authority that is social media and Facebook, like you're just an all out war and the tension and the drama and the lack of discussion because you're not ever really going to change someone's mind on Facebook. And then it becomes the time for other people, like, you know, um, my husband comes to mind with this where, like, he doesn't see where he fits in because he doesn't have the same interests as some of the people that, like, he's friends with or whatever. And so then he, like, gets this sense of being disconnected or people aren't liking his content because he's sharing things that no one else cares about. Um, and it becomes, like, this specific measurement of how he compares to other people, how his friends friendships compared to other people. And all of you listening who are on the app know what I'm talking about. It just becomes a thing that has a life of its own. And I am not on this show to say, get off it, forget about it, close it, get rid of it. If it's running your life, you need to take a look at it. If you're numbing out from your relationships, if you're one of those people at a restaurant sitting at a table with someone across from you and your phone is out and you're scrolling through watching other people have lives while you are out at dinner, you, my friend, might need to check your Facebook habit or check your phone habit. But I saw this article the other day on, um, or maybe it was a TV news excerpt. I think it was actually on TV where a teacher shared that they, she asked her, I think it was like third grade classroom, like what invention do you think is the most pointless invention ever? Or what invention do you hate? And like four of the kids said their phones because their parents never get off of them. And I was just thinking how easy it is to disconnect, to unplug, to tune out, to numb out, to just not bother. And how Facebook so easily becomes an enabler of the things that a lot of the mindset and personal development things are so against. Like, you, they, it just enables inaction. It enables an exit. People can tell themselves they're connected and they're maintaining relationships simply because they like someone's post on Facebook. Like that means they've had a conversation or they've made a connection. So this is just a challenge to look at the role that this app or maybe another app plays in your life. Do a gut check with yourself whether or not you still want it to hold this much significance. You know, it's funny, I started this conversation with how to slowly back away from Facebook. And one of the things that everybody talks about is how there's all these apps out there that can turn off your notifications, that can shut this down so you're not bothered, you're not interrupted. And I actually challenge you <laughs> to have some freaking self-control, <laughs> to not use the app. Because if you are at a point in your life where you need one app to control your use of another app, you got some work to do on yourself. And I really encourage you to do it. 
We can't get to a place where apps have control over us. That is an epic setup for failure on a level that we're not yet even able to see the effects of. I worry about the social effects of kids who are learning relational skills through, you know, electronics. I worry about people who are not going to know how to repair relationships because they're going to have a hard conversation with someone. They're not going to like how it goes, so they're going to run away to the online space. So it starts with an evaluation and you can't let a productivity app or a notification manager app do that kind of work for you. You really have to look at what's missing and what hole is it filling. Because I got to tell you, in all transparency, as soon as I turned the damn app off my phone, it became really clear to me that it's time for me to make some friends here in California. That I can't stop. Like, I have an online business. I talk to people on the computer all day long. I'm super chatty in public when I, like, you know, with service people and people at stores and people I encounter as I walk away. So it doesn't ever feel like I'm lonely or isolated. I never feel disconnected. But I can tell. Um, that's funny. I'm getting emotional. Damn it. I'm always crying on my own show. See, this is what happens, people. You should have sent me a letter. I never would have cried. But, like, I can tell that I, you know, part of leaving Boston that was so hard for me was saying goodbye to my friends and keeping in touch with them is so important to me that I think part of the story became, I don't want to replace them. I don't want to add to them. What if I don't have room for new people? New people come with a responsibility. New people come with expectations. And like, I'm not quite ready for that. And the phrase I'd been using is I've been brave enough. Well, (laughs) I was brave enough six months ago. (laughs) Like we're six months into this move of ours. Like it might be time to make a new friend. And that's what I found in the empty space when I took Facebook off my phone. That's the truth that numbing out to the dumb app allowed me to not see for a while. And that's really important. If I'm going to personally develop, if I'm going to work on my mindset, if I am going to work to be the best person in the best life I can have, like it's really important that I take stock of how I'm spending my time, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I, you know, and I think so often people don't even pay attention to how the dumb thing makes them feel. Like, like, do you go on to it and feel better about yourself? Do you feel better about your life? Do you feel more connected? Is it working for you? Because if it is, you don't need this episode. Feel free to have, hopefully, maybe you even stopped before I started crying on you and moved to a more entertaining discussion. But if you, if you find yourself kind of mindlessly going, mindlessly tuning in and mindlessly tuning out and avoiding, then you've got some work to do. Because I can tell you that's the other thing. It's so easy to avoid problems in current relationships by escaping to the easy relationships you find on social media. The people who aren't responsible for picking up the kids, getting the laundry done, making dinner, getting the car to the oil shop, remembering 
to pick up something for a field trip, remembering to sign a permission slip, none of that stuff you have to worry about and social media land. And as a result, it's really easy to put that on a higher pedestal than the things that are real, genuine, and meaningful right in front of you. I don't want to preach here. I don't want to tell you that like you need to like rid yourself of this app that you need to, you know, sort of just make these huge sweeping changes. I'm asking you to do some self-examination to make sure that you're in control of it rather than it controlling you, that you have intention and purpose behind it, that you have a reason and a why. Because if you don't, you're probably missing out on filling that time with something that could be even more valuable and even more important. I went cold turkey in a way. I took it off my phone and I only go to it during working hours for the most part. But then on the weekends, when I find myself going to the computer, I simply ask myself why. What need am I trying to fill? And sometimes it's, oh, I forgot to tell so-and-so something. Or, oh, so-and-so is doing this. I want to see the pictures. Or, oh, I have a picture. I want to post it. Whatever that is, just make sure you're good with the reason. Make sure you have a reason. And if you're going there for work, do a check on your work boundaries. We all need business hours. We can't be working 24-7. And people say things like, it's just Facebook, or I'm just going on for a second. There is no just when you're working that one, and take it from somebody who knows, you would not be hearing me on this podcast, having an online coaching business if I hadn't burned out from the last business and had to burn that thing to the ground. You will burn out. The little quick check-ins, I'm just going to message this person. I want people to know I'm available. I want people to know that I care. If they tag me and I don't answer, da-da-da-da-da. You know the stories business owners are telling themselves when they put themselves and plant themselves in the Facebook app. Make sure you're not doing that 24-7. It's no way to boss your business. It's no way to run your business. It's not a smart use of social media. It's not a smart use of your time. And it doesn't make you a better person person or build the better business. And those are the things that if you're working on free time, that's what you want to be working on. Ah, I guess I had some preaching in me after all, huh? Anyway, there's food for thought for your weekend. If you don't like this episode, it proves <laughs> it sort of shows you right for not sending me an email question for me to answer today. So there you have it, friends. Just something to think about as you go into your weekend. And if you're not listening to this in real time as you go about your day, um, get those podcast questions in, please. The best podcast questions make for the best pod. So please get them in. You can always get them over at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for listening in. Have a good one. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.